and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Brighter later. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about veganism. And we're not just talking about vegans. We're talking about the extreme vegans that aren't just content with being vegan themselves. They want to push it on everybody else. And they go to great lengths to be and annoying and do things like come into restaurants and give what they consider hearts felt speeches uh, about uh, the fact that eating animals is murder. Uh, eating animals is not murder. We are, human beings are, there's three types of animals. There's, there's carnivores, meat eaters, they, their, their digestive system and their jaw structure is probably almost exclusively for meat. And then there's herbivores. Herbivores are almost ex their jaw structure, teeth, uh, which includes their teeth, and their digestive system is almost exclusively uh, geared towards you know vegetation, vegetables. And then there's a third category, and the third category is an omnivore. An omnivore can virtually eat anything. It has the jaw structure. It has the teeth. It has the the digestive system to process both plants and animals. In fact, it needs, it doesn't just have the ability, it needs to have both plants and animals to uh, properly develop. And otherwise you have so, all sorts of medical issues, all sorts of uh, health issues without it. Um, so that being said, what is your take on this, Brad Lear? Yeah, I, I very much concur with what you said. I, I tend to find vegans very annoying, which Interestingly enough, people also tend to find vegans very annoying. But I guess before I, I guess we go on a little bit deeper, I, I guess I, I what I, I, I haven't I don't really pay that much attention to vegan debates, but I would say that the best argument I've had for why it's fine to eat meat is that you can look at animals and animals have no problem killing each other. And this just happens ad nauseum and I, I guess among animals or even among pets. I mean I can see with my cat that she can snuggle right next to me, and then five seconds later, she can just find a lizard and just mutilate in the most brutal way possible, and then snuggle right next to me again. And I don't really look at that as a contradiction. <laughs> I, I don't really think she has much of an ethical system, and I think it's probably the case that uh, she just snuggles up to me just to get food, and that uh, she's just trying to, I don't know, I guess habituate herself to me. So I, as she views that as advantageous, but basically, that's what I find to be the best argument, and. I find that the vegans, when a, when a vegan's confronted with this, the thing they always uh, pivot to is that, oh, well, what happens if human beings do the same thing? That is, let's say they literally act like animals and I guess go about eating each other and seemingly have no care whatsoever for their fellow man. And I guess they view that as to show how absurd the argument is or to show that that doesn't really have much validity because in their minds it seems to be that, okay, well, if then you, you have to view them as equivalent. You have to say that it's fine to eat humans if they do that or ethically okay, which the problem is that actually is oblivious to what act, to what's actually at stake in that if animals always eat each other and humans don't really ever eat each other and you don't really find these cannibalistic settings, then there's no really need to posit any sort of hypothetical. You have all you need to know right there, you know? That's and I think, I think they don't, I think that's what I find with vegans where they don't understand where they go through all these kind of like mental gymnastics to say that meeting eats okay, where they really just do not have their, their eye on what's really pertinent about these conversations. And that's what I find. And I, I find it to just be very, very poor argumentation overall. I should say, uh, well, they, they argue for why can't we eat? Why can't we make farms without, without using animals, using livestock? The problem with that is, is how many, and I heard this on a movie quote, I don't remember what, movie or TV quote, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a vegan versus, versus someone who was a, you know, had a, had a, a ranch. And 
what the man said basically was, you know, you know how many animals are killed in the process of of harvesting, of, of maintaining and harvesting uh, a farm, a, a small farm, you know, a small crops, much less on an on a industrial level, enough to feed, you know, the entire population in the United States. I mean, you're talking about all the different mole, you know, groundhogs, the moles, uh, the rodents, uh, worms, insects, everything else that needs to be, that ends up getting killed, including rabbits and various other animals that feast on things in the, in the, gar in the, and uh, what it boils down to is for these vegans, how cute, how lovable, how fluffy does the animal have to be for the vegan to give a damn? Right. And I, I think also because either with with farming, there's going to be animals killed to, to farm or with with the having livestock, livestock, there's going to be animals to kill. Yeah, I, I would also say kind of a jiving if I said earlier, which really baffles me about vegans. And I find that they really want to say that, uh, oh, well, we can imagine an example where human beings and and animals are really on par at, as far as any sort of rights go, which. The one thing that always baffles me with these people, with these people, and it shows the contradiction, is that if, once again, going back to my cat, if she just kills a lizard, I guess out of nowhere, it's they're probably not going to think much of it because deep down they're going to understand that okay, well, they're not going to they're not going to have any sort of like fleshed out ethical system or any sort of like morals or any anything that goes with having kind of our level of consciousness. Whereas if I did it, and there's probably a justified point, I just killed a lizard for no reason. They would think that, why did you do that? That's, I mean, they would probably go very, be very superfluous about it and think that, oh, that's, that's, that makes you a barbarian. But the whole point there is that the reason why you care about me doing it and not the lizard is that, uh, well, I'm, I have, I have an expected ethical system, whereas the, whereas the cat doesn't. So why should you expect it? You know? Well, I, the thing is, is there's nothing wrong. You know, obviously, when we when we become more, uh, you know, we become more civilized, we separate ourselves from our natural instincts, and I have no problem with that. But there's a difference in, in modifying and altering your natural instincts so that you know you can live in a, a homogeneous society. There's a difference in that, and completely abandoning the fact that you're an animal. You are an animal. You you have animal instincts. You have animal needs both mentally and physically and and food and eating animals and eating plants is one of them and to completely reject reality and say that well we can completely detach ourselves from our from our animal instincts is is irrational yeah i i don't quite know how i i we've had this i think we've discussed this before about humans being being animals i don't really know the philosophical significance to it i've heard these arguments before I guess you could say that we kind of have bare bit bare bone drives and we're probably not as sophisticated as we think we are, which I somewhat accept, but I guess I'm a little bit ambivalent to say that uh, human beings are just full blown animals and we should view ourselves as kind of an extension of just other animals. But, but what else would we be? Well, I guess the question is, is that what's kind of the categorical kind of baggage that comes along with that, you know, and kind of viewing yourself as just all part of kind of this pyramid system, you know? I, I just think it's weird when we. Well, I, good. The only way that that's not true is if you're an atheist. I, I mean, I mean, if you're a, uh, if you believe in, uh, if you believe in God, if you if you believe in God, or if you're a religious person, then you can say, well, we're all we're in, we're you know we're there we're you know we're not we're not all part of the same system, but if you're an atheist, you you get your head around. So I think we're, we're making a slightly different point here. I, I guess my point's a little bit more pragmatic in that I'm not quite sure. Well, I guess it's not really all that pragmatic. I guess I'm not quite sure how you would go about just categorizing things. And I think as far as just an, a general animal and a human being, there'd be so many different kind of category. There'd be so many different ways to, I guess, parse out the categories. And I think you'd get uh, ultimately just a much very a much different being. What I'm saying there, I'm, I'm saying that uh, when I don't really look at this, I'm just saying that when I tend to hear these arguments, I don't think they're as, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess as intellectual or stimulating as people like to think they are. I, I, I just can't really, typically, I just don't really make as much sense to them. But I understand your bare points that uh, I guess we're all evolved and I guess where else did we come from? I'm just saying that uh, as far as categorizing us, I don't think it's that, 
really that fruitful of an exercise to say human beings are really the same as animals and that's just how we should view them. At least that's kind of at least my gut instinct. Well, we, we are the same. We're just not on the same on the pecking order. We have, we have a higher intelligence. And, you know, when uh, one species is more intelligent or more capable in a particular, uh, you know, in, in a particular way, and we, we are virtually in all ways, not physically, but mentally, um, they tend to dominate the rest. And that sets the order. That sets the rules. Yeah, I think that's true. And I guess also kind of dovetailing with that, one of the things that always baffles me, and it kind of gets back to the point you made about the small farms that, okay, well, let's say we lived in some weird world where we don't kill animals whatsoever. I mean, it could very well be the case that it's going to be actually much more barbaric for most animals, you know, right? given that nothing's stopping them from killing each other, or at least a lot of them. Yeah, well, obviously, we've added rules to, you know, as I said, to have a more cohesive society and to, to live amongst each other in, in peace and harmony. It doesn't always work out that way. In fact, it seems like it usually doesn't work out that way, but um, we've created quite a bit making it like that. But let's, let's go back to the, let's, let's go back to the original point. The original point is, is that, um, you know, there's no reason, there's no ethical or moral reason why that human beings should not eat animals. I mean, most most of the animals we eat are there. There's certain animals we don't eat. Carnivores in nature, carnivores usually don't eat other carnivores. And you can tell the difference between a carnivore and uh, and a and a uh, and a prey animal by the by the placing of their eyes. Carnivores have eyes in the front. Uh, prey animals have eyes in the side. But carnivores, as a rule, in nature, carnivores do not eat other carnivores. Even when they kill them, they don't eat them. Right. So that kind of sets the order a little bit, um, and we're simply the top dog. We're the we're the we're the highest level, and uh, you know the the you know we need milk for our bones. We need milk in its various other forms, cheese and and ice cream and various other things. We need that for our bones. Uh, you're going to have extremely brittle bones when you get older if you don't have if you if you're a vegan. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to kind of wonder that. And obviously a lot of vegans, uh, I, don't, I don't know, there's all these studies that try to argue that they're more healthy. But I mean, there are a lot of vegans that uh, pretty much all they eat is just carbs, which is horrible for you, you know? <clears throat> right. Yeah, you're left, you're left with very few options. I mean, if you're, if you're going to eat, if you're not going to eat meat, you're going to have to eat something. And yeah. Potatoes or whether that's, you know, whatever it is, it's going to have to be something. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Am I 100% against vegan foods uh i ate a i ate a spicy sausage and i think it was a couple different varieties of sausage from aldi's if everybody's familiar with aldi's and uh i you know if somebody hadn't told me that it was vegan i would not have known right delicious yeah i think there's i i guess kind of i guess your point about how there's really no rational or ethical arguments against eating meat I guess maybe this is where I think it's can be a little bit more interesting. I, I mean, I someone like Glenn Greenwald has often made the point that, uh, look, the way we do factory farming can be seen as particularly brutal, and I, I, I guess also kind of the environmental arguments. Some people like to argue that, uh, particularly with the, uh, I guess kind of cattle and cows, that uh, they produce an insane amount of methane, and I think I think I was reading something that's a. Uh, the cows just from the 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 methane from cows that uh, is produced by in our planet or is produced within our planet is about as bad as for the environment as the total amount of CO two produced by cars. It's, it's something insane like that. If you look at these, good. The, the methane produced by stock by stock in general, mo mostly cows, but other various herd animals, stock animals. The uh, the the methane produced is higher is 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 much higher. Um, green has a much higher greenhouse effect than than any other source. Yeah, which I mean, people make that argument, which I guess I understand. I've I've seen some people make that, and maybe they're kind of more pragmatic about stuff like that. And I guess I think there's an okay argument there, which I think the only part where I think it, this really ultimately boils down to you. They're just ultimately really up in arms about animals being killed, and something about that just makes them very emotional. Because right. It's also the case that if you look at this, if, if you look at, there was, there was an interesting essay that uh, 
I guess actually the way chickens are killed and I guess chickens, the way they're killed is seen as particularly brutal because they're just locked in like little cube shaped things and they kind of like, uh, I guess, get their eggs and I guess ultimately to kill them. That scene is particularly brutal, but that's actually a very, that's actually a very kind of efficient way to, I guess, uh, I guess kind of breed animals for our environment. And that's something that a lot of people take umbrage with. So this isn't really like a one shot kill. And I've, most of the arguments I read on this, they try to make it such that, uh, oh, well, we're no longer going to brutalize animals and we're no longer going to kill them, which I think the chicken argument kind of retorts that because it shows that, uh, okay, well, what's your response there? And also it's the case, and this might sound kind of stupid, but I mean, if, if it's the case that cows produce so much methane, and that's typically viewed as probably the best uh, environmental argument, or I guess cattle in general, it's going to be the case that you're going to have to kill off those cows, you know, right. <laughs> that if you actually want to do it, which is, I mean, presumably something that they wouldn't want to do because they'd want them to live. I, I don't know. I just find some kind of like weird contradictions. And I guess like a lot of veganism, and I guess we'll get a little bit more in depth on this a little bit later, but uh, I tend to think that uh, a lot of their arguments are just kind of BS and it really just emanates from, for whatever reason, they get emotion. They get much more emotional about this, and they think it's so immoral to kill them. Good. It's, it's pure emotion. It's all feelings. It's all I. You know, I watched Bambi as a baby, as a child. Uh, I love Bambi. I, I have pets. I see animals. You know, I've been around animals. I love animals, and it's all based on feelings. And I love animals. Don't get me wrong. If you want to, if you want to continue to eat steaks, don't don't or hamburgers. Don't go out and uh, befriend a cow. And I'm, it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. It, it it will change your perspective. But you shouldn't make decisions based on feelings. Feelings should not be the 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 the, the main drive behind your decision making. First of all, if we did not eat animals, um, how would we feed? the entire the entire world uh, the entire country forget about the world how will we feed the entire country uh we would feed them properly feed them to where that they're not malnourished and that they don't have to worry about problems with uh you know osteoporosis and, and different different other physical ailments because you can get really bad sick from being a vegan um oh uh, sam harris was talking about how he tried to go straight vegan for a while and it made him extremely, extremely ill. Right. Now, his his claim is, is he didn't do it properly. Uh, but it's kind of like saying, you know, how communists will say, well, you know, all these failed, you know, all these failed examples of communism, they weren't really communism. They didn't do it right. You know, it's 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 bullshit. He did it properly. It just you can't live on plants and you can't live on plants alone. You just can't. You yeah. Can't. There's a lot of starving people out there that need food. And to, to, you know, to hold back on them. And it's not just that they want to hold back on people in the U.S. They want other countries to be forced into being vegan. Well, I mean, that's easy for a first world person to say. Yeah. I mean, people obviously come to that point, which they obviously always focus on. Uh, OK, well, you don't want people to eat, eat meat anywhere, which the problem with that is it's going to have some really, really pernicious downtrodden effects, given that uh this is for a lot of countries, this is kind of their main diet, you know, right. And these tend to be the much poorer, poor countries. It's really only, it's really only a luxury kind of a, a privilege that uh, you can go, you can go with, a, I guess, a eating kind of vegan products for your whole diet and uh, live, have a pretty flourishing diet. I, I was going to pivot a bit, which I, I guess one of the things I wanted to get into is kind of the, what vegans, why vegans, uh, uh, what what's the drive for them to become vegans? And I don't necessarily know if it's pure emotion, but I, I wanted to kind of uh, bring it aside, which is something I've noticed about vegans. And there there was a paper, or I think there was a book written by Boston College professors on this. Which it's odd if I look at these debates because they almost in a weird way. And don't people are going to take this the wrong way, and I'll explain what I mean by this. But it almost seems like a particularly like it almost it's almost like the left wing version of a pro life argument. Because whenever I watch these kind of vegan debates, someone will counter with, okay, well, is it really, a, should, it, should it have the same rights as a person, blah, blah, blah. It's just this animal and it does all these things or it has these qualities. And they'll immediately think that, okay, well, you're ultimately just uh, debasing the quality of this. And uh, you're making it out to be something that's absolutely horrible. And there's something so pernicious about that, which I'm, I'm not saying that uh, you can say that you could say that abortion and uh, veganism 
or being anti-abortion and uh, pro-vegan are the same thing. But if you look at it, it's almost the exact same thing. And ethicists have actually pointed this out, which is odd because it seems like if you're going to be a vegan, then I guess you'd also say the same thing. That's a, oh, well, we don't want any ambiguity to persist among kind of the, I guess, the unborn. Well, yeah, most most vegans are they've done polls they've done they've you know they've they've put this to the test and most vegans are pro-choice they're all for abortion which makes no sense the idea that you're upset because some field mouse got killed um or that you know that somebody's eating a steak you know from a from a farm uh but you were okay with a human being being killed so you're not okay with any animals under any circumstances being killed, except for when it comes to human beings. And you argue that human beings are, are just all part of the animal kingdom, yet your standards for one are completely different than the other. That doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't argue that we're all exactly the same. I argue that we're all animals, but I don't argue that we're all on the same level, that we're, that we're all the same. There's no pyramid. I've never made that argument. And that's their argument. Their yeah. argument is that everybody's the same. And the, the, there, there's no difference between a, a little boy, a 33-year-old little boy, and a rat. Yeah, it, at the very least, these arguments very much have the... Their yeah. view. Well, if you're going to make an argument, you can't say, I, I, I'm, I, I'm against killing animals for any and all reasons, no exception. But I'm also uh, uh, okay with, with abortion. You just can't do it. Yeah, which I... Yeah, I think you 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 hit the nail right on the head. Which uh, this is actually a debate with it. You just can't be logically consistent and do it. Yeah, yeah. This is actually a debate within vegan literature, which uh, I guess just randomly searching it, which I guess a lot of vegan, uh, I guess ethicists have to kind of uh, tackle this. Which, I mean, the, what I would say is that once they kind of have the same theme, which I guess you point kind of pointed out, but it's also the fact that there's really only two arguments in what I find in ethics where it's really the case that okay, you're doing something that's resulting in you killing something that's on par with what we are, which is full, full blown kind of human beings, you know, and it's kind of vegans when they argue stuff about it's immoral to kill animals and it's pro-lifers arguing, okay, it's immoral to kill. It's immoral to abort fetuses or to abort whatever kind of jargon you want to use, which is, it's once again, it's just so odd that uh, one that they're not, they don't, they're not consistent about it. And it seems like that uh, if you're, if you're kind of mad about, I guess the seeming uh, ambiguity with animals that you would also apply the same standards to humans and they don't seem to, which makes me think that it's almost like a, a more like left-wing version of pro-lifeism, which is, is a bit of a stretch because there's going to be a uh, much, a much uh, larger percentage percentage of uh, right-wingers are going to be pro-life and a much smaller percentage or relative to the uh, number of, uh, I guess, vegans that are liberals, you know? Right. Well, the, the thing is, is you got, you have to be logically consistent. Uh, you can't have, you can't have, you can't say that it's no, you know, you can't kill an animal for no re for any reason at all. Yet you can kill, there's certain circumstances where you can kill a human being. Um, without, you know, obviously I would think that everybody would agree with self-defense, but we're talking about, you know, killing with no real solid, you know, justification. Uh, and they're, they're okay with one, not okay with the other. So th that to me, I find extremely bizarre. The, the other thing I find bizarre is people that turn that into, you know, anti-fur. Okay. I'm anti-fur. I don't think that anybody should wear a fur coat that's made from an animal. Uh, I, I'm a hundred percent on the, on that team where they lose me is when they say I'm anti-leather. So what you're telling me is, is that, uh, that when somebody eats a cow, when somebody, when somebody eats, you know, beef, that the cow should be just go to waste because the cow's going to die no matter what the cow's going to be died to make, be made into steaks and various other products. That's just going to happen. That's the way it is. So the only thing you're doing by not using the hide for leather is wasting it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is. Uh, you, you've obviously made that point before, which uh, I guess you're also saying there that uh, the difference in fur is that uh, you wouldn't have to kill many furry animals and it would seemingly only be done for, I guess, luxury goods. And you think that's a uh, you think that's beyond the pale and I guess a bit too cruel. Yeah, it's, it's immoral. It's, it's immoral to kill things for for our entertainment. OK, so I guess there would you would you also be against a lot of hunting? Yes. Okay. 
I yeah, am against a lot of hunting. Yes. Okay. I, I, there's absolutely no justification for hunting. Yeah, I would probably agree with you there. And I guess I would also say that uh, one of the big reasons is that hunters tend to be very high in narcissism, which is uh, probably shows that uh, the reason why they're doing and uh, the reason why they're hunting uh, uh, is not that benign. And uh, you, don't need, you don't need to hunt to get meat. You just don't. You can go to your local grocery store. There are people, there are factory farmers and there are small farmers that have that taken care of for you. So you do not need, you absolutely have no reason, no justification for hunting. Um, you don't have any justification. And, and I'm fine with you wearing leather. I've already explained that. That makes sense to me. But I am not fine with you wearing, say, a fox stole coat. So that means a bunch of foxes were, were basically murdered so that you could wear a coat made out of their fur. Right. When you could easily get something that looks just the same, that isn't isn't uh, something's fur. Yeah. Just because you want to look fashionable and, and because you think it's, you know, mink. People always talk about mink coat and how, how uh, you know, it's the height of fashion. If you've ever seen a mink, it's a small little furry animal. And you have to kill a lot of minks to make a mink coat. Yeah. Right. It's just, I, I just can't think of any good reason for it. Yeah. I... I guess I can't think of that good of a reason for it either. I, I, I guess it's a, I guess if anything, the principle there is a don't kill excessively. There has to be a reason for you to kill an animal, which I right. think, is a, I don't know, I guess is realistic enough. I guess you would also have to ask, and I was thinking about this a little bit earlier that, uh, well, if animals are a totally different, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to use kind of my jargon and say that they're a different level of consciousness. What does it matter? Can't, shouldn't you just be able to kill them whenever you want? And I guess what's the standard you would say that uh, makes it such that, uh, oh, well, we don't kill them excessively, but it's okay if we eat them for meat. Because it seems to be that there would have to be a necessity, which it seems to be that uh, I guess some of these, uh, I guess, vegan activists could retort and say that, oh, well, we can actually steadily or have a pretty flourishing uh, or fruitful uh, vegan diet. So that doesn't uh, stand or doesn't pass the smell test. Well, again, we need the protein we need the protein we need all the different we need we need the uh oh um oh my mind just went blank we need milk for our bones the calcium i don't know why i couldn't think of the word calcium but there you go um we need the calcium for our bones uh these things are are, are, are things that we need physically to 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 develop properly and to feed the masses and I, I see absolutely nothing wrong with it. I, I do. I do. I have no problem with somebody eating something. If you need to eat, then you need to eat. I have no problem with eating an animal. But if you're going out, when when hunters go out and they kill kill deer, and they kill various other animals, they don't do it because they need to eat it. They do it because they enjoy killing. And that's right. and that's something I can't get behind. Right. I guess you could also say that uh, as long as it has to do with meat or eating, then there's going to be at least some attribute of necessity there, and some attribute of this really being something you need to do in the real, the real world, and not some sort of luxury. Well, even when they brag about how when they they, they eat their kill, but you don't have to. That's the point. You can go to a grocery store and do the same damn thing. The only difference is you don't get the enjoyment of killing it, and I th I think that proves point blank that that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's that's probably right. And I think that's uh, that doesn't seem to correlate with the best of with the best of personalities to be very, which uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't quite know what's what to think about hunting or as far as as far as its uh, legality. I, I would say, though, and I, I guess pivoting a bit here and uh, this kind of harkens back to something we were talking about a little bit earlier, which I should have brought up at the time. But one of the things I always find interesting and I've heard this is where I've heard a lot of the, uh, I guess, if you want to say vegan rights or vegan advocates, or I guess just animal rights advocates in general, is that one of their one of their counters is, is that, look, uh, animals that we'd like to eat, such as pigs and cows, there's a very good chance that they're as emotionally complex as things like dogs. And that's typically the one litmus that we use for 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 why we we wouldn't eat dogs in the West. And they view that in a weird way as kind of a contradiction, which I guess my stance on it really quickly is that to. Uh, I think maybe a lot of this is probably emotional as far as what we choose to eat and not to eat. 
but I still think it's the case that uh, once again, that we have to eat things and we're meant to do this and animals are still, still just a lower level of consciousness regardless. But well, I still think it's the case where, of, where, where, where's the placement of the eyes on the cat on the pig? Hmm? Where's the placement of the eyes on the pig? Uh, I'm not quite sure where you're going with this. Where are the placement of where where are the eyes on the head of the pig? I guess above the nose. No, it's it's to the side. Oh, sorry. Remember, predators have eyes in the front. Uh, prey animals that are that are you know sources of of uh, food for carnivores and and you know various other meat eaters. Their eyes are always to the side. You see that with horses. You see that with cows. Any type of any type of uh, bovine, whether it's bison or whether it's uh, whether it's uh, you know regular cows, um, you see that with all the different prey animals, including pigs, their eyes are to the side. Uh, you know, if you see wolves, if you see dogs, if you see bears, uh, lions, tigers, um, you know, the list is endless. Their eyes are always in the front. Yeah. I, I guess there's a couple points to be made there. I guess you're you're basically just uh, giving your own kind of a standard and saying that it would trump the kind of other standard as guess as far as that most people posit, and that's emotion. I also think there's a problem, and I was going to bring this up a little bit earlier, but I thought it was kind of moot. But there's also a question of to what extent does this start to become uh, start to hinge on the naturalistic fallacy, where you're just saying something is, so it has to be odd. Which I guess you could argue here that uh, it's an adaption or we adapted this way or evolved this way. So it's a little bit different, but it's still with like pigs when you're trying to like, uh, I guess, posit or uh, posit some sort of quality and say, Oh, well, look, this is a prey. So this was meant to be eaten. It does seem that you kind of fall into that kind of, it does seem that you in a weird way kind of fall into that. I don't want to say trap, but uh, I guess that problem to be very general when you yeah. say stuff like that. I believe, I believe that prey, I, there are, there are, again, there are two categories. This isn't me saying it. This is, this is people that are that study this saying it. There's two categories of animals. There's 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 predators and there's prey. And one of the distinct differences between the predators and the prey is the placement of their eyes. And so, you know, animals that are prey are are naturally the the target of, of predatory animals as a food source. You don't see you don't see um, bears running around trying to hunt down wolves to eat. Uh, wolves don't hunt down bears to eat bears. Um, you know, there's there's a huge difference. Uh, they, they, they instinctually know the animals that are prey. Rabbits, for instance, have eyes on the sides of their heads. So if you look up predator versus prey, eye, eye placement, it'll it'll tell you everything you need to know. Okay, but do you have a problem with us? But I don't think you have problems with us eating predators, though, right? Or animals that would be categorized as predators. Um, it, I, I don't see, yeah, I can't imagine, I don't, I can't think of a situation where we do other than like, there's cases where we eat sharks, um, which doesn't make sense to me because, you know, shark isn't, I mean, unless you just like the delicacy, I, I don't see the point. Okay. And uh, I guess really quickly is, is the reason, well, you seem to just be, is your, is your rationale here that, uh, okay, well, I, I guess I'm really kind of confused what you're getting at here. Is your rationale that, uh, okay, well, I'm just going with the the animal kingdom kind of set up for us, and that's going to be kind of my litmus for all of this? And... Hmm? That's part of it. Okay. I, I guess I would still say that maybe you would. I, I guess I, I've always viewed this as somewhat valid to kind of restate the argument. It's that uh, I think there is a valid argument to, okay, well, we have no problem eating pigs, and they're just as emotionally complex as dogs, which is probably the reason why people are so... Uh, find it so odious when someone eats a dog and basically arguing that there's some sort of hypocrisy there, which I would probably argue that the whole point there, well, I guess I'm really just restating, but the whole point is that uh, we probably just get emotional about certain things and there might not really be that much rationality attached to it. And well, I think that's what's happening. You, you know, do in contrast between pigs and dogs, dogs don't really have enough meat on them to make it, to make it pragmatic to eat dogs. Pigs do. Dogs, dogs don't have the type of body fat that you know, and, and the size that it that would be worth eating dogs. Okay. Whereas pigs are all body fat, all extra meat. Uh, same thing with with the cows. 
Well, I don't know if that's totally true because I know there are cultures that eat meat, that eat dogs, and I mean, dogs, but they do that out of desperation. Yeah, but you still see first world countries like Korea having no problem eating dogs. Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a hangover from from their from their past. They also eat cats. They also eat rats. They they eat all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know they actually eat rats, but that's they do. Rats and mice. There's in, in Asia. There's nothing, nothing that they can't eat that they won't eat. Yeah, if they can eat it, they'll eat it. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, we probably we probably fleshed this this point hard enough. I I was gonna say that uh, the one thing that I've wondered with I guess reading a lot of the literature on this and is I guess I guess the first day is that. Uh, if you look at studies, it actually shows that uh, vegans are absolutely fucking despised in society. <laughs> there was a famous study that said that vegans are are as despised in society, or just as much despised in our society uh, as drug addicts are. Really? Yeah. Which was, uh, I guess, kind of. I don't know. I guess. And I guess it's not that surprising because these people tend to be obnoxious, and it seems to be that uh, if you look up any of the stuff, it's that people on both sides of the aisle are trying to speculate why people hate vegans so much, which the vegan answer seems to be something to the extent, it's something to the effect of, oh, well, we, we give arguments against why you shouldn't eat meat and because it has to do with life or because we are postulating that it's life, you get guilty. So we're inducing a cognitive dissonance in you and you don't want to alleviate it. So instead you just attack us and make us evil, which... I think they're actually, in, in a weird way, I think they're right, but not in the, and not in the way they think they are. Because I think what they're, what the problem, what they're saying is that, yeah, you're saying that you think eating meat is probably murder. But I think where most people get annoyed by that is that, okay, you're saying that what ninety, what ninety nine percent of people are doing is murder. There is something wrong with you. You're not pragmatic at all. You are just a crazy activist. You know. Well, there was there was a a surgeon, a renowned surgeon, you know, very intelligent man, very well educated. And he was the biggest fanatic on the planet. He argued that KFC uh, was that that KFC committed more atrocities every day than than happened at the Holocaust. Right. That it's a chicken Holocaust every day at KFC. Yeah. Which that's that's absolutely insane to say that eating chicken at a chicken joint. That every single chicken, every single uh, location, is equivalent or worse than the Holocaust. Yeah, that's a good uh, crystallization of the absurdity of this. But I, I guess really wondering why so many people despise vegans. I don't know to what extent. It's just that, uh, and obviously there's kind of like old jokes that. Uh, I mean, people make this point about atheists. It's that how do you know someone's an atheist? They'll just tell you, you know. And people right. usually substitute with vegans and. Another thing is that there's research showing that uh, basically vegans are very likely to say what they're doing makes them very virtuous, which I think right there, that basically in my mind comports with, okay, well, this is this right here. They're basically just saying that, uh, oh, well, I'm vegan. That makes me a very good person automatically. And, uh, oh, well, you're not vegan. So that makes you somebody who has moral deficiencies, you know? Right. And I think that's a big part of it as well, or as far as what's driving people to veganism, and I guess ultimately, invariably, what makes people hate vegans, you know? Well, I, I mean, I've, I'll tell you why. Because they take it to such extremes. I've seen cases where people were eating in a restaurant, and the vegans will come in, start screaming with bullhorns, and then, and then one woman or one person will give a speech that's supposed to be a heartfelt speech in the voice of the... The, the the cow that died so that they could eat their steaks. And who the hell wants to try to eat their food while somebody's coming in making big speeches? Um, you know, what gives them the right to do something like that? Yeah, which I I guess this is where I'm kind of grappling with this. And really most of the literature that I was reading, or I guess it seems like a, a bit ridiculous to call it literature, but to most of what I was reading about veganism really kind of emanated from why are vegans so fucking hated? And I got to be honest, I don't think that's, I don't think that really accounts for, uh, for why I guess so many people hate vegans. And that's a, I mean, how many, how many just insane instances of like the, of that, uh, are people going to, I guess, uh, encounter in their lives? 
I guess it's, it could be the case that people are, would encounter stuff like this in, uh, I guess, media portrayals or just reading the news. But yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot. But the point is, is, is I think the problem with vegans is, is that they're so obnoxious about what they say. They're so in your face and so want you to agree with them. Uh, and there's no there's no compromise. There's no middle ground. Like I was talking about with with the leather from the cows, there's no middle ground. There's no nuance to any of their arguments. And you know they're so pushy. Nobody hates a vegan for being a vegan. If you don't want to eat meat, don't eat meat. But what I could damn if you ever eat another piece of meat again, the rest of your life, or eat another piece of cheese. What do I, or drink another cup of glass of milk? What do I care? Or eat ice cream? It doesn't matter to me. But, you know, when you try to force everybody else and you're constantly, you know, it's kind of like those guys we talked about. They call themselves the intactivists, the ones that were obsessed with uh, being anti-circumcision. When when you're so obsessed with one particular issue to where you can't even live your life without without having to deal with these people uh, and you're around them and, and every 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 everything turns into a conversation about you know, a lecture about how you shouldn't be using animal products. It's, 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 it's extremely annoying. It's, it's extremely off-putting. I think, I think that basically gets it to why, or that jibes with what I think is happening as well. And I, I think uh, people have made this point that uh, if you look at kind of like left-wing politics, it's incredibly intersectionalist. And the one thing people always take umbrage with, and this can be, and this comes from liberals that agree with literally everything they're saying is that, Look, when you get into all these kind of when you get into literally every single movement possible and make it like your one thing and you're so austere about it, it's ultimately the case that if you if you're so austere about everything, you're going to be you're going to get nothing done, you know. Right. And I think veganism's really kind of vegans really embody this where I mean, how many how many horrible things can really be happening in a life before or in the world or from what you're from what people are uh, espousing before people just say that, OK, well, you're probably just crazy and this is just basically just not pragmatic at all and we should probably just ignore you you know right and i think that's probably endless when you have endless um you know crusades you crusade about this issue you crusade about that issue you crusade about this everything you have a thousand different issues a thousand different uh things that you fight for and endlessly without any any sort of compromise or nuance eventually people are going to say well this guy just he 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 just disagrees to disagree right which obviously it doesn't seem like you can really do that as much i mean i i mean someone like george orwell famously always um uh he would lamp he was obviously very much into so he was very much a democratic socialist but he would often kind of lampoon socialism as basically just becoming a luxury belief and one of the things he would use to kind of decry it is that he thought it was very weird how so many uh, liberals of his time got into vegetarianism, you know, where he's like, OK, how does this help working class people with doing this stuff? You know, it, it definitely doesn't. Yeah, I, I think as far as and once again, this is going to be misinterpreted. I'm I'm not trying to I'm not uh, making much normative judgments uh, either way, but I also think why so many people hate them. I think it kind of I think it's very similar to why so many people hate pro-lifers. And I think that's because, okay, well, you're saying that something is literally murder that's, I guess, accepted by a lot of people. And just by the very nature that you're calling something that a lot of people will do murder, people are just going to hate that, whether or not it actually is murder or we can metaphysically discern that, you know? And I guess the difference is the difference is is that there, you know, there's a, well, first of all, there's, we've made the distinction between human beings and animals. So we're not on the same pecking order. We're not on the same level of pyramid. We're, we're at the top of the pyramid. So that that's that's one difference. The other difference is, is that, you know, there's no vegans that are saying that are that are saying, okay, maybe you can eat it to a certain point or eat it a certain way. They're saying you can't eat it at all. Not only can you not eat it, you can't even eat its products. You can't eat cheese. You can't drink milk. You know, you can't eat yogurt. So they're they're going, you know. So it's not the exact same argument. Well, I don't think I think it's more similar than you than you think. And I should say that I'm trying to make a descriptive one here. I'm not saying anything normative. I'm just saying that uh, it's the case that both are pretty. Both are just uh, both are hated by many people for whatever reason. By from for whatever reason. And right. 
I think it's ultimately that if you look at the both arguments, which these are really the only two things in, or at least that I can think of where it's viewed as, okay, you're doing something and it's literally murder and you need to stop this. And a lot of people just say that, okay, well, shouldn't we just live our lives or who are you to judge? And I think they're ultimately just going to get very, very hostile towards a lot of these arguments. And I guess I somewhat understand what you're saying with the, or, or I'm not quite sure what you made, or I guess, I guess the point when you made with the, well, they're saying you can't eat anything which I think you're saying there that uh, you're you're interpreting with abortion, whereas abortion activists aren't saying that you can never get an abortion? Yeah, most are not saying you can't ever get an abortion. They're saying under certain circ- certain justifiable circumstances. Vegans are saying there are no justifiable circumstances to eat meat, that none exist. Yeah, I think to that extent, I think it's kind of a moot point because I think they would just say that, uh, oh, well, you don't really have the that uh, with abortion, there's obviously going to be gray areas, which well, uh, is, is that there's a difference between plants and, I mean, I'm sorry, people and animals. Yeah, I'm just making more a descriptive argument here. I'm not, I'm not trying to get normative here. I, I guess what I'm saying here is that uh, I think your point about uh, basically veganism is the difference between veganism and abortion on some level is that uh, veganism, vegans don't allow for any exceptions, which I think that's kind of a moot point because it's just that's where I think it's just dealing with different things. But uh, I, I think I, I guess my main point is, is that uh, I, I really am wondering why so many people hate vegans. And I think it's basically and vegans would view this as a positive. But I think it's just, OK, you're telling people that what they're doing is murder and OK, well, we eat meat and either that one, we don't dislike that and we just think it means you're a ridiculous person. So we don't want to have anything to do with you or they're just naturally mad that, OK, you think I'm literally murdering someone and it's not as much to do with cognitive dissonance, you know, right but uh, I, regardless, I still think the, the vegan response is always something like, uh, oh, well, the reason why so many people hate us is that we're actually living by what we preach or we're making you feel guilty and you're just lashing out at us instead of dealing with your cognitive dissonance or I guess dealing with your cognitive dissonance ineffectively, which I really don't see any evidence for that because I can just speak from my own experience and others. It's that, I mean, I just ate meat like a ha- an hour and a half ago before we were going to do this, literally half on my mind. I didn't think any, I just ate the meat. It just tasted good, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't put a lot of thought into it. It was, it was, uh, I ate chicken parmesan with, uh, you know, with, uh, oh, uh, you know, some pasta and zucchini. And I, I didn't put a lot of thought into the life of the chicken. Or don't get me wrong, I've seen videos of uh, hidden videos of, you know, industrial farming uh, facilities that would make you sick to your stomach. They, they, there's, they can do what they do and not be cruel to the animals. And I think a lot of times they so debase these animals that they end up starting to become cruel. You know, and, you know, leaving a, leaving a, a half dead calf in a, in a wheelbarrow to, to slowly bleed to death. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say probably, and there obviously are just incredibly just malicious. <laughs> We're like, wow, this is pretty harrowing. But I would say that probably most factory farming is probably going to be cruel on some level. I yeah, don't think... but but there's a way to there's a way to mitigate that. There's always a way to mitigate things like that. And they don't. There's some of these factory farmers. They they become so so callous towards the animals that they don't they don't try to show any any you know decency towards the animals. There's a way to herd the animals in, and then, and then you know you don't go into a truck and grab the the calf by its by its leg and just drag it while its head bounces off the walls and you know you know and the, it's crying out there's ways to do things and there's other ways to do things there's there's yeah. decent moral ethical ways to do things and then there's completely immoral unethical ways to do things right well, i guess my point here is mostly that to yeah obviously there's they'll do brutal things like that but a lot of people, what, what a lot of people allege is just particularly brutal is that there's virtually no space at all for these animals and they're just purely just bred to die, you know? And I think that's what most people take umbrage with factory farming. And I guess to some extent it's pretty brutal, which I don't know, it, it gets into some of the, but once again, it gets into some of the paradoxes and kind of the principles where factory farming can actually be pretty good for something like chickens, where it's actually good for the environment. It's just, uh, you're going to have them in very, very close quarters, you know? Right. which is probably not going to be that great for the chickens. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's the that's the one argument, or 
factory farming, I still think regardless is pretty bad, you know? Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's bad, but it, it's something that I'm willing to um, accept because it's, it's, it's the way to get meat out to the masses. It's, it's the way to um, minimize costs and make it affordable for everyone to be able to afford steaks and, and hamburgers and chicken and various other foods. Yeah. I should say that one of the other arguments people use for factory or yes, you could, you could do mom and pop small farming. You could do that, but there'd be a, there'd be a food shortage and there'd be a lot of people that would be vegan by default because they wouldn't have any other choice. Yeah. And I guess there's other people that, uh, I, Glenn Greenwald once made this point that, uh, you know, people typically, uh, uh, will pivot to fact or to family farming or something that's viewed as more benign when people bring up factory farming and okay, well that can be the case. And so therefore eating meat's fine. And he likes to, his retort to it. And I think he, there might be some truth to this that uh, that's not really a tenable model. And therefore what you're going to get is factory farming and it's just particularly brutal. So we need to stop eating meat and or we need to stop eating meat to, uh, in general, which obviously I don't really think is a great conclusion, but uh, I think regardless that uh, I would accept the one premise that uh, uh, I guess kind of community farming or I guess just kind of like a more small, uh, I guess small business farms, they're not really that viable of a business. No. I, not. That's why factory farms exist. Yeah. There's also an aspect too, and I guess there would be a way to mitigate this factory farming, and I think people are getting better at it, but we're feeding these animals so much uh, antibiotics that we're really running the risk of just creating antibiotic uh, or super bugs that are resistant to antibiotics. And that this is ultimately going to be the place where they're the catalyst for a lot of this, or at least from, and we're seeing already some of it. So we're already seeing some of it, you know? Uh, it's, it's not impossible, but there's very few diseases that can pass between animals and human beings. Yeah. There are a few, there are a few. Um, we need to stay away from cannibalism. One of the huge problems was is that they were feeding some of the stock. Uh, they were feeding them cows, so they were feeding cows cows, and this was this was what co was causing um, oh mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. Uh, there in the Southeast Asia, where they would there were some cannibals. They would uh, eat people, and the cannibalism caused something called. Uh, Crutchfield's disease. There's certain natural barriers to being a cannibal, and the the people that were doing the, the farming in this case were not respecting that, and that's why cat, mad cow disease came about. Yeah, and obviously the question would be that, uh, which, from my understanding, this is actually something that you have to worry about. And I, I guess most of these bacteria can pass, or these most of these bacteria strains can pass, or a lot of them can. I honestly haven't really, I've only, I only really know cursory stuff about it, but I'm not quite sure how you would mitigate that in that uh, it seems like with factory farming, that's a given that uh, it's really kind of an impediment to, I guess, kind of natural kind of healthy living. You're just going to have them be much more diseased and hence need much more medicine, you know? Right. Which uh, I guess is another kind of a pitfall or problem with a, a lot of factory farming or the way we consume meat today. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a way around it. I mean, maybe we'll find one in the future. And you know what? I, I'm I'm not some fanatic that this is determined to eat meat. Listen, if somebody comes up with a way of creating vegan steaks and vegan sausages and vegan chicken sandwiches without me and with this, you know, the same quality, you know, then so be it. I have no problem with that. I'm not eating meat just to eat meat. No, no. the requirement would be it would have to have be the same quality. It would have to taste, it would have to taste, you know, equivalent. It would have to have the equivalent amount of nutrients that the, that the, the meat has. And if they can do that, I ate the Impossible Burger from uh, Burger King. It wasn't bad, but could you tell the difference? Yes, that's a, it's a lie. It's a lie. That people are saying, oh, we did this testing and nobody could tell the difference. That's just a lie. There's there's, you can tell the difference, but it was good. It was decent. It was a decent sandwich. Um, would I still prefer a hamburger? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, but if you could come up with something like that, or maybe slightly better and have all the same nutrients, 
and give up the the hamburger and just have the have those, I would be fine with that. What do I care? Yeah, I guess that that is pretty interesting. And uh, I guess for me, I guess I would probably more or less be fine if it. I guess for me, it's much more kind of environmental concerns. There, my my concerns tend to be much more environmental. I have to be honest. I don't really care. I I guess. I could be unique about this. It's that I understand why people like animals. I ultimately think that they can obviously be very emotionally, uh, I guess, soothing to a lot of people. I don't really get quite as emotional about animals as other people do. Oh, I I sometimes it can be, I, I guess sometimes I almost wonder if it's a little bit irrational and it's basically people just dislike, I mean, Sarah Silverman had a joke that it's that, uh, if cancer happened to Labradoodles, we'd figure out a way to cure it because we love animals so much, you know? Yeah, that's true. I've, and, I've said this once, and I'll say it a million times more. I prefer animals over people. Whether that's, whether that's ethical or moral, uh, you know, or even pragmatic, it, it is who I am. I prefer animals over people any day of the week. I'll, I'll take an animal any day over a human being. Um, animals are like small children. They're innocent, they're sweet, they're loving, uh, and they stay that way for their entire lives. You know, they, they even trump children because children eventually are going to become, you know, knuckleheaded jackasses like the rest of us. That doesn't happen with animals. Yeah, I, I guess the reason why my, my kind of my one qualm with that, and it kind of goes in a way back to what you were saying about uh, your justification for eating meat, about uh, the way we kind of parse out the animal kingdom. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be the case that uh, we're the most evolved human being. We're the most evolved animals. We're the, we're the ones that are actually going to have technology, you know? And right. I still think that's going to, for me, that's going to trump everything, even though yeah, of course. Know, people from, can be pretty from, shitty. From a pragmatic standpoint, obviously, uh, human beings have higher value. But I'm saying, as far as in my daily life, I prefer animals over people. Yeah, and obviously my point there was that to, I feel like it's sometimes people can somewhat lose hold of this, and I think they can get a little bit too emotional about animals. And I'm not saying don't do it, and I understand how sweet and awesome animals can be. Believe me, I've I've been there. I just think people, people can somewhat put their stock in. They're going to put stock in some things that they probably shouldn't put stock in. And... Uh, that's that's what animals or or I guess what's kind of driving I guess people not to want to eat animals in general. When I went to, I'm not going to say what university I went to, but when I went to university, I, um, me and my friends would go down and during um, certain gatherings of, of vegetarians, and we would take hamburgers with us, big sloppy greasy hamburgers or cheeseburgers, and eat them in front of the vegans. It's, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you want to see a shit that you want to see a temper tantrum. That, that'll get you a temper tantrum. Um, there was a few a while back in the news, there was a, a guy that ran a restaurant and I, I don't even recall where he ran it, but he was a butcher and he ran the restaurant and he would, his, he was getting protested really like really bad protests by vegans in front of his uh, shop. And so he went to the window that, that faces the sidewalk the street and he put a table there and carved up um uh, i think it was uh, a leg of lamb or uh, maybe it was an entire lamb i don't remember and ate it cooked it and ate it right in front of him that's pretty funny yeah it was hilarious they were they were absolutely going batshit crazy out, outside they were they were losing their minds i remember when i was in high school and i think some art class i I can't remember how I did this, but it was some really good trolling where I started talking about how I think it's funny to eat dolphins and whales. And I literally just kept going on for like 30 minutes. And these women were absolutely disgusted by what I had to say, which uh, obviously I probably don't think it's good to eat dolphins or whales, but I still thought it was funny that they totally believed me. Yeah. I, I, I think I still remember once some girl said, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I just caught her. I'm like, oh, you liked me? And then she had to like, she's like, no, 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 I didn't like you either. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But yeah, I don't, uh, I, I truly am, I, I guess I we flushed this out pretty good, but I truly am interested in what drives someone to be a vegan. I I guess it's an, another kind of point to this and uh, another kind of prong of this argument is that 
I'm almost wondering if it's really kind of like atheist where where what I think is driving a lot of atheism where they just want to be special or I guess a lot of these movements and yeah I don't I think that's it because, I don't think that's the entire I don't think that's everything but I think it's a factor yeah they want to be the special person they want to be the person that the the hero that's fighting for a cause and you know it's kind of like the intactivists, the guys that were anti anti circumcision. You know, the 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 look around and say, hmm, what what cause is not really getting enough attention that would make me, you know, stand out from everybody else? And that's the one they pick. Yeah. And I should say that uh, I I kept comparing abortion to veganism or abortion or I guess pro lifers to vegans, which I, I'm going to do it again, but it's really just because it's one of the only the only two arguments where I can find where people are in effect saying that's a oh well you, something that's a, a lot of people do is ultimately just on par with murdering a, a human being in normal circumstances. But uh, one of the things I found interesting where I was looking at kind of and I suspected this is that I was able to find studies saying that there's a very good chance that people who identify as vegans are just more narcissistic or they're going to the qualities that they measured for are almost 100% going to correlate with narcissism, such as thinking that uh, making, making yourself a vegan is in effect, making you a much more virtuous person, you know? Right. But I will say what I find with pro-lifers and that's I was, I was looking at the data on this and I couldn't find a study showing this, but I, you can't find a study saying that make that being pro-life makes you more narcissistic. And I, I will say that uh, most of the pro-lifers I've met, uh, they don't tend to think that uh, just because they're pro-life, that makes them a good person, you know, whereas vegans, it seems to be that uh, just because they don't, they think they don't eat meat and they think it's on par with killing a human, they don't, they think that actually does make them a good person. That's exactly what they think. And they're a hundred percent wrong. It makes them an annoying person. Right. But it doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make them a good person. It makes them a party pooper. Yeah. Good. It, it would be good to have an actual vegan on here because this would be this would probably uh, be up there with uh, having the intactivist guy on there. I'm forgetting the guy's name, but uh, I think they would probably be just as batshit crazy where just literally saying that uh, it would be the same thing of saying that this is literally the worst thing that we're ever doing and it has to stop, you know, which once again, if you're a normal person, you're probably just going to say that, uh, you know, it's either this is the worst thing ever or this is really the worst thing ever and we're it, or you're just kind of crazy, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree. And the, the person that wanted me to interview them is, um, just messaged me a little bit ago asking when. So obviously they're up for it. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very. We're going to keep that under wraps. We're not going to tell you who it is, uh, but it's a person that's, there's going to be a lot of, con- there's going to be a very, very contentious interview in the future. And uh, that person is, we weren't sure that, that person was serious, but they keep messaging me, which means makes me think that they are. Right. So what their end goal end game is, I have no idea because it's going to be brutal. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. It's going to be rough. The gloves are coming off. Somebody's going to be crying themselves to sleep. But if that's what they want, that's what they want. You know, if they, I know that they know that that's how it's going to go. So. Or maybe they're so delusional they don't think that's how it's going to go. I don't know. But that's definitely how it's going to go. Yeah. We'll have to find out for themselves. It's going to be rough stuff. I guess like you you said this a lot, that uh, unfortunately with you, people always have to learn it the hard way. Yeah. Which is entertaining for me. It's not so good for them, but it's entertaining for me. Yeah. I appreciate them learning it the hard way. Yeah, I hate the people that that say, "Ooh, that's not going to work well for me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have you have witnessed this person get. I mean, eviscerate this person in the past, and you're going to get to see it again. Yeah, well, I mean, I I would like to see what he's up to with his just dumbass life in general. So, yeah, I'm with you. well that's gonna be good i'm sure he's curing the world's problems yeah he's a genius obviously he seems like he would make for a good vegan i think he likes tube steak too much 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> Extra cheese. Okay. Well, I think we've said everything we have to say on Vegans, unless you have anything you'd like to throw in. I kind of need to wrap this up. Yeah, I can't really think of I can't really think of anything else. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I've been joined by my co-host, Brighter Later, and we've discussed veganism and why they're so goddamn annoying, and they are annoying. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. One last thing before you leave. While you're laying on your back in the dark, in bed, staring up at the ceiling, drifting off into sleep, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over and over again. Conservative atheist is always right. 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 And in the morning, when you wake up, you're going to feel like a refreshed, renewed person. The sun will shine brighter. The air will feel crisper. The flowers will smell sweeter. The birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if it's not, maybe you're some jackass vegan that needs to eat a ham sandwich. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you knuckleheads next time.